Hi everybody, my name is Kira and I'm part of the BitCountry team. Together with my co-hosts Chris and Gadi, we bring to you BitCountry Discovery. On this channel, we explore blockchain technology, NFTs, cryptocurrency, and give you an insight to BitCountry development. If you would like to stay tuned for weekly episodes, please hit the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up and hit the bell for notifications. For any new listeners who have never heard of BitCountry, I'll give you a brief introduction to our company. BitCountry is building a multi-metaverse platform that will be created for the users by the users. It will be a platform to learn, earn, build, connect and grow. Essentially what BitCountry wants to do is we want to unite communities. We want to create a platform where you can come and hang out with your friends, you can work with your colleagues, or you can build and create and let your imagination run wild. BitCountry will be using NFTs and blockchain technology to build the dream and make it come to life. Today's episode is for all of the BitCountry fans out there. We take a deep dive into the BitCountry alpha tester and reflect on the massive progress that our team has made. Last year in October, BitCountry hit a significant milestone. We won a parachain slot auction in the Kusama blockchain. Chris, would you take us back to 22nd of October 2021 and tell us what that day meant for BitCountry? Thank you so much, Kira, for the intro. It's really awesome that, uh, yeah, we are on the second episode. So yeah, let's get started. And I will explain a little bit more why it's really important or why it's such a huge milestone for BitCountry to win actually a slot on the Kusama Relay Chain. So to explain or to make things a little bit simpler, I will explain that Kusama is a blockchain canary network of the Polkadot ecosystem. it's canary because the idea of being a canary network it allows people and developers to go and stress as much as they can the blockchain go further test it test it and break it if they want it before they launch their project on the polkadot uh, relay chain so the kusama relay chain has 100 slots uh, that will be just available for different projects like bitcountry to build upon the reason or actually to secure this parachain or this slot uh, you just don't connect uh, your blockchain and you are like okay i'm already uh, a parachain and i i already enjoy all the possibilities and abilities that religion has now you need to go through a process of auction or crowd loan uh, it's kind of basically the same uh, the difference between a crowd loan and an auction is just that with the crowd loan, you ask the support from your community uh, to help you win that slot. With just an auction, you, as the as your own project, you will just go and bid, 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 bid KSM until you win a slot, uh, depending on uh, the amount of price and the other competitors that are aiming to get a slot at the specific time that you are planning to launch your project. So, uh, we decided to go with the crowdloan model because we as a product and as a project that wants to put focus on the community we wanted to involve our community and be part actually of this success so i'm really happy and i'm so glad to announce that thanks to all our community we accomplished actually we broke a historical record for the unique contributions uh, on any Kusama crowd loan that has happened with more than 25,000 unit wallets contributing an average of 8. Point, I think it was 8.2 KSM per wallet. 
that's amazing. Uh, for those that are asking, why do I want to be a parachain instead of just my own blockchain? Well, in the Polkadot ecosystem, you have the benefits uh, or the benefits of being a parachain versus just a standalone uh, blockchain is that you share the whole security that the full uh, ecosystem has. And you have also, your blockchain also becomes interoperable and it has more possibilities to be scalable at some point because it is part of this whole ecosystem and you don't have to spend thousands or millions of dollars just running on your own nodes or asking your community to run nodes uh, like uh, other blockchain projects that people typically run the nodes because they believe in the project and so on and to keep the security uh, there needs to be thousands and thousands and thousands of nodes running it uh, so yeah we with a few amount of nodes actually we can just run our internal uh, parachain and as we are connected to the Kusama relay chain we share the whole security the, the whole uh, set of transactions and interoperability that are happening in the whole Kusama ecosystem so that's it for the Kusama crawlon and once the team is happy with all the products with uh, all the activities that you will be able to perform in the metaverse everything is stress tested and we hopefully don't break the Kusama relay chain. <laughs> we will aim to win a slot on the Polkadot, uh, on the Polkadot relay chain. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I mean, we're so thankful for all the support from our community and also to the Polkadot and our Kusama ecosystem for providing this incredible or best possible framework for BitCountry to build upon. I want to touch on the difference between BitCountry and Metaverse Network. So uh, BitCountry is the application layer or application framework allowing users to interact directly and builders to develop their experiences. And um, then we have Metaverse Network, which is our blockchain layer. It's built using Substrate and Rust. And on Kusama, you can call it Pioneer. It is an EVM compatible blockchain and it you know contains all the protocols you need for metaverse projects i just want to also explain a bit country in a bit more detail for people to understand that it's this virtual world uh, with a traditional web view so basically you can socialize you can trade you can provide services run events and it's a web 3 version of your social group this is the paradigm shift that we are all going to undertake and you know, um, moving from Web 2 to Web 3, using this platform, you'll be able to take your social platforms to that next level of community engagement. And since October, our team has grown tremendously. We have onboarded designers and developers, community support team to help develop and grow our um, platform. And after months of hard work, the team have in um, just less than a month ago 21st of april we released our alpha test net and our evangelists who have been our you know top supporters they have been there since day dots since the beginning supporting um our team to um to communicate with all our metaverse believers and telling them what we've been up to and so we wanted to give them this opportunity to have the first exploration of our test net and you know, we've had great feedback. The evangelists are absolutely so dedicated. They have created incredible designs as well. 
And they've also helped us test functions and features. They've given us valuable feedback so we can keep on with our rapid development. And the public testnet release is number one for us right now. That is the next um, focus for the team. So we've been working really hard and um, you know we look forward to taking you along today and showing you what we've been doing. So today we're going to be talking about five features that we um, we have in our testnet. There's the material campaign. We have um, a building with voxel and 3D objects in the sand pit and the bunker, and we'll explain the difference between the sand pit and the bunker. We've got customization of avatars, NFT creation and listing on our marketplace. And then we'll also talk about activation passes, NFTs, uh, why you need them and what they do. And I think let's start off with the material campaign. So Kira, what can you tell us about the material campaign? Thanks, Gary. Yeah, I definitely know that I'm excited with the development of our team. Every day in our meetings, we're talking about new ideas and new features to implement. And then the next day, the team are already working on it. And then a couple of days down the track, it's live on our test net for us to uh, experience. So it's fantastic to see the speed and the pace of development to creating this massive uh, platform. So essentially what the material campaign is, is that's the powerhouse of uh, BitCountry. This is the part of the platform which produces our in-game token, which is called Bit. The whole entire ecosystem of BitCountry revolves around Bit. Uh, Bit is what we use to build and uh, it's also used what we, what we use to craft objects. So every round in the material campaign can be assimilated to one day. And every round, a certain amount of bit is produced and is distributed to the community into three different ways. So first of all, that users can come in and they can either stake some near, and depending on the amount of near that they stake in proportion to the whole entire liquidity pool, uh, they will receive a reward of uh, bit for staking their near. The next point that they can uh, receive some bit is that if they own land, uh, every land owner will be rewarded bit and we encourage the land owners to then consume this bit and develop their land and create a better metaverse. Uh, the final way that people can uh, earn bit is through experience. So users will be rewarded and scored uh, depending on the amount of building that they're doing, the activities that they're doing with their crafting objects, minting NFTs, all of these different parts that um, form the whole entire experience of a user, people will be scored. So essentially, if you are well experienced and you're using the platform lots, uh, but you can't afford to stake near or you can't afford to buy land, we're going to reward you for using our platform and being a community member. And we're going to give you a bit for that. And you can then take that bit and then go consume it and uh, further your experience and further your development. So those are the three ways that we can earn bit in our, in our community. And then we encourage people to go use that bit and um, create and do whatever they want uh, in the metaverse with that. So to kind of keep control on BIT, it is inflationary. Uh, and what this means is that we have a council that will modulate that inflation to grow the economy of BIT country. So how does this work? What we have is we have a treasury and there's, the treasury have 100 million bits. Uh, and their main focus, like I said, is the stability of the, of the economy. So in the first year, they've uh, decided that we're allowed to have 10% inflation. So this means that 10% of the 100 million, so 10 million bits will be issued out to the whole entire community throughout the year of uh, bit country. So this 10 million will be issued out 
uh, day by day to all of the different community members regarding on their different three methods of earning bit. So this breaks down to the 27,000 that you'll see distributed every single day on the material campaign round. Uh, so people can then decide to either hold on to their bit or they can burn their bit. So, and this is where the inflation comes into it. So the council's primary job is to stimulate our economy. So when the, the 10 million after one year, a maximum of 10 million will be in circulation. Uh, that's if nobody is building and nobody burns their bit. Uh, on the flip side of that, if people burn their bit, they're building, they're creating, uh, there's gonna be a, a lot less bit in circulation. So depending on the amount of bit in circulation, we will then uh, give the community the vote to then either increase inflation and produce more bit, or just stimulate the economy. Or if people, if there's lots of bit already in circulation, the community will vote to decrease the issuance of bit, decrease the inflation, and then uh, stimulate, try to stimulate the economy that way. Uh, so. Your campaign is a place that you need to become very familiar with. You need to learn how to stake and you also need to learn how to retrieve your bit out of the material campaign into your wallet so then you can start using it. It's a very simple process, uh, but those are the three main ways that you need to uh, jump in, be active with the community, and um, that is your stepping stone to creation of uh, metaverses. So just to recap, so BIT is um, the base material and the energy source of the BIT country metaverse. And now um, I also want to stress that BIT is the in-game token and it's it's fundamental to BIT country for the development of these metaverses. Chris, so what do you actually do with BIT? What do I actually do with BIT? Well, as Kira was mentioning a bit earlier, you can earn it by staking or burn it by building a new world. So I mostly have been, a, well, first earning it by staking and burning it by building in my world. This means that every time I place uh, an item on my world, I will need to burn BIT. So if I place a voxel, if I place a 3D object, if I place a, even a model of an avatar that I created and I want to have it there just to show that it's one of my avatars as well. I will also need to burn BIT so it is place in the world. And where can I burn the BIT? Well, so far we have released on the alpha version the sandpit and the bunker. Uh, a little bit of a difference between the sandpit and the bunker. It, the bunker is that in the sandpit you can start building. You can see uh, if you are at 3D designer and you know how to place or build 3D objects outside of our ecosystem, you will just uh, build your design, create your design and place it in the sandpit and you don't have to pay any BIT. Every changes that you perform in the sandpit, you just refresh the page and everything gets just clear and you don't have to pay anything. On the bunker on the other side, uh, it will kind of represent or replicate how the economy or the metaverse economy will, will work once we fully launch. So in the bunker, every time you place a voxel, as I was mentioning, uh, every time you place a, an object, a 3D object or a whatever, if you own an NFT that you want to display it as a, as, uh, as a collection in a gallery that you have, because I have plans actually to build uh, an NFT gallery on my bunker. Uh, so. The NFTs that you own, you can place them there as well, and you will need to burn that, that BAT. 
The main difference between the sandpit and the bunker is that in the sandpit you can, as a creator, or you just have an idea, you can go there and place it, see how much VAT it will cost you. And if you don't have enough VAT, you can either optimize uh, your design so you can place it on your bunker or in the real world. Uh, with the amount of VAT that you currently have. If no, you can just wait a little bit more. If you are already staking your land, if you're already staking your near, you can wait a little bit more and then just place a, your 3D object or the idea that you had a, on your bunker or the real world. So yeah, basically the difference, the main difference between the sandpit and the bunker is that in the sandpit you create, but nothing gets saved. And in the bunker, you create and you have the opportunity to save all the changes by burning VAT. So thanks, Chris. So just to recap, the sandpit and the bunker, they're both a playground for imaginative building. But the difference is that the in the sandpit, it's to create, but nothing gets saved. You also don't have any fees, whereas the bunker, it's um, it saves and you can see an example of the machine economy at work when you're in the bunker. So you can put your beautiful art gallery, 3D art gallery there. Now I have a question for Kira. I remember um, in our last um, chat that you were really most interested with um, fashion or the NFT fashion industry. I know that BitCountry avatars can, you know, be fully customizable. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a really cool feature that we have released. So first of all, you can customize your avatar in any color of the rainbow. So you can go into your avatar selection and you can customize it to be purple, green, blue, whatever color you want it to be. You can uh, adjust the color settings to save your avatar in whatever is your favorite color. So um, I definitely know that the blue looks pretty cool. So I'm rocking the blue avatar at the moment. Uh, and then on top of that, you can uh, actually dress your dress your avatar in all sorts of different wearables. So at the moment, BitCountry has uh, designed a few custom pieces. We've got headwear, pants, jerseys, and shoes that people can go in and craft these uh, wearables. So. Once you craft a wearable, uh, you must then deploy it onto your avatar, but also you can go through the different wearables. You can try them on, rotate your avatar around, see what they look like, get them really snazzy. And once you save your avatar, then you can deploy them into the metaverse. Uh, then, So I can exit out of that. And then when I jump into like the bunker or the sandpit or into a different metaverse in the future, I can uh, see my avatar. I have my blue avatar running around in these wicked ass swag, uh, looking really cool. So it really gives people a place to identify with the end of avatars they can customize them and make them look pretty cool in the future we're going to have so many different wearables that avatars can be uh, customized with so definitely looking forward to that but this is definitely just the start of where the wearables are going in the metaverse it's really exciting that big country has uh, developed that in the alpha stage that we can be looking pretty cool uh, not just naked running around as an avatar so it's really awesome I have to say, Kira, your avatar is looking pretty mod. Looks really cool. Chris, can you tell us a bit about BitCountry and how you can create NFTs? Yeah, sure. So the workflow, I will explain it a little bit uh, how it currently works. I would like actually to invite our community to join us later on in kind of a demo. Um, for those that have been actually joining us and that have been with us, they know that we perform a demo day before we launched uh, our crowdloan. So 
I would like to invite everybody to join our demo when you can see all uh, the steps required for you to mint an NFT. But overall, I will go through the workflow. So technically, to create an NFT, you will need to create a collection. You just go to uh, go to our website, to the BitCountry portal, and you go to the create NFT section, you create a new collection, it will ask you to uh, name your collection, add a, a, a short or a long description of what your collection is about. Uh, you will be able to select if the collection is uh, a collectible, if it is a 3D object, you can define actually the utility that your collection will have. And then uh, you can decide whether your NFT or these NFTs in this specific collection uh, can be transferable or tradable, or if they will be soul bounded to the people that receive them. So uh, it's kind of important. It adds a little bit more utility to some of those NFT collections. And yeah, another step before you go ahead and mint your collection is you will have the possibility to add a royalty fee. So it's very important for, for creators, for creators uh, that okay, I am a creator, I want to create an NFT, and later on, if your NFT in the second marketplace gets valued, uh, you will be rewarded for every transaction uh, or every purchase that happens after you sold the original NFT. So it's uh, definitely a good motivation for uh, creators to, to come and join BitCountry and build things on the metaverse. So yeah, after you made your collection, you signed the transaction and uh, that's uh, that's mainly it for your collection. Inside your collection, you will have the opportunity just to uh, mint an NFT and in the NFT, you will be able to name your NFT, add a, a short or long description of your NFT and add different attributes. Uh, if you want to add some rarity or some uh, maybe usability, if you are a game developer and you want to mean some NFTs, you can add like, okay, this NFT will give you a boost uh, on running or this sword will have more power than this other sword and stuff like that. So yeah, that's a... Uh, mainly after you kind of create all the data or the metadata that your NFT will have uh, in the metaverse, in game and in the blockchain, you just go ahead and mint your asset. You will be able to mint uh, one or you will be able to mint uh, multiple versions of the same, making it a semi-fungible uh, NFT. Uh, that's pretty it for, for NFT creators. Yeah. Uh, Currently, our platform will allow users to either mint NFTs like uh, 3D objects, uh, 2D images, videos, uh, PDF documents, if you want. Uh, it's kind of interesting for certificates or maybe some um, we were mentioning. I don't remember if it was in the previous podcast, in the previous podcast, or if uh, we were just discussing it uh, in another conversation. But uh, once we launch Thunder University, we might issue actually the certificates on the blockchain as NFT. So um, it's it's a it's a really cool option uh, to have uh, NFTs or PDF NFTs that uh, they are there in the blockchain and you can verify the, their authenticity. So what else can I talk about over NFTs? So yep, some of the NFTs or actually most of the NFTs that you create, you will be able to place them in the metaverse. There might be some exceptions depending on the utility that you select 
for your NFTs, but overall you will be able to place them in your metaverse. As I was telling, I, I would like actually to have in my bunker an NFT gallery, so I can go there, I can visit it, and I can just uh, invite my friends later on and say, this is my bunker, and here we can play, here we can talk, and uh, here we can see uh, all my NFT collections, and definitely looking forward to visit other people's uh, NFT galleries. So I would like I would like to add also that we Bit Country believe that as we were telling earlier in the previous episode that we believe that NFTs should have utility from day one. So why don't we start actually with that example? And the reason of that, or actually the not the reason. We came with the idea to create our own NFTs, giving utility already in the metaverse from day one. One of those are actually uh, the activators, as we call them, NFT activators. And we can you can find, as of now, the bunker, the showroom, the NFT authorization, and the global search activator. So the bunker, as we were mentioning, or, or as I was mentioning a bit earlier, uh, it's kind of a small version of your metaverse where you can just like, uh, okay, I don't have the possibility to buy land to build in the metaverse, yet I want still to play. I, I still want to invite my friends to join my bunker to see what what I'm up uh, in my bunker or what, where do I spend most of my time? So you can just craft the NFT uh, bunker or the activator of the bunker to craft it, you can access your bunker, you can start building in it without the need to buy a, a plot of land or or a, maybe a full metaverse for those that are interested. So uh, yeah, the bunker is just a small piece, you go there and build. The showroom is another activator that will allow uh, NFT marketplaces to see actually, it's like a as the name says, it's a showroom. You will see all the NFTs that are for sale in that specific collection. You can walk inside the metaverse. It's just a 3D representation as if you were on a mall or as if you were on a gallery as well. And you are like, oh, I like this NFT. And inside uh, the showroom, you will be able to get close to an NFT you like, see how it looks. And if you decide to buy it, you can just click on a on the item and you will be automatically redirected to the purchase uh, website for that NFT. Uh, overall, I think it's a really nice experience and I think the community will be excited about it. Then we have the NFT authorization. This one as a metaverse owner uh, will allow me to see if other NFT creators want to sell uh, my their NFTs on my metaverse or on my local marketplace. Uh, I will explain a little bit more later on because we have the global search and I want to explain actually the difference between the global search and uh, the globe, the local marketplace. So we can start with, I as a metaverse owner don't or want to have just the privilege or I just want to give in my community the possibility to build specific NFTs. Uh, there might be some companies that are like, mm, I don't want my community buying these kind of NFTs because they are a bit controversial with my culture or what I want my metaverse to be based on. So you can decide what type of NFTs and what type of collections you want uh, 
to be sold on your on your local marketplace. So if you approve a collection to be sold on your local mar marketplace, people will be able to see them. You also, as a, as an app, as a person or as a voucher for that NFT collection, you will have the opportunity or the ability to allow this specific collection to be searchable in the global marketplace. It's, it kind of it kind of adds another layer of filtering because we know that uh, in general uh, there are uh, well I don't want to say any names but most of the current global uh, marketplace of NFTs or a, more than 80% is actually just a, a copies or scams and people kind of don't realize that there is a potential risk on purchasing those NFTs so it's, it kind of adds an extra layer of protection uh, to the users that you are going to be inviting to your specific metaverse. And as you vouched and you approved uh, that specific collection, you will be able later on to say, okay, I want this collection also, or I approve this collection to be also uh, be discoverable uh, on the global marketplace. So everybody, uh, they can just go there and see it. Thanks, Chris, you explained it so well. Utility is at the core of BitCountry. Kira, I'm interested to know your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Uh, so the activation NFT passes are really awesome from a user's perspective. So we have uh, the bunker pass. This is what every user should want to um, mint first because essentially it allows the user to go into the uh, metaverse, which is savable. They're able to create and save. And also there's the multiplayer function, which is going to be released soon. So it's almost like a little safe haven hub that you guys can hang out and uh, build with your friends. Uh, and also you can save these creations because at the moment, if you're creating in the sandpit, you either have to keep your web browser open and uh, run your computer 24 seven before otherwise it will just disappear. Um, but that functionality is uh, redundant in the bunker because you can go in and out, you can save your creations. Uh, so that's the, from a user's perspective, I would definitely be uh, aiming to get a bunker NFT activation pass as soon as possible. The other three activation passes are more or less kind of for the metaverse owners. So we've got the NFT authorization pass and um, this pretty much will, a metaverse owner should try to purchase one or mint one of these in activation passes because it allows their community to grow because if they have more variety of NFTs on their local marketplace, you're going to be drawing a larger audience and community into your metaverse, which will essentially just grow your metaverse. So you want to be listing NFTs that are compatible with the community, are compatible with the vibe of the metaverse that you are developing. And if you guys can uh, create uh, communities around this that are wanting to contribute and produce NFTs uh, and deploy these NFTs into the metaverse that is the best way, best way to do it so you are able to grow your community faster by authorizing other people to be able to list NFTs onto your platform. Uh, the global search is also another great one for metaverse owners to try and uh, get because if you you're just essentially more discoverable uh, if your platform if your metaverse nfts are discoverable to the wider to a wider audience you're more likely to get the uh, random browser looking through the global marketplace they'll go hey what is this nft and then they will naturally be drawn into your metaverse so it's again way to grow your community uh, and then also the showroom this is just a very unique way to uh, shop, essentially. It's, it's like shopping in the metaverse. Um, you can go in, it's better than a 2D screen. You're not scrolling and looking at all of these different um, 
NFTs on your computer screen, all of a sudden you're immersed into an experience. You're walking around in a 3D gallery, which is just a labyrinth. And every single collection of that you have approved into your metaverse has its own little unique gallery room. So you'll have one gallery room, you'll have another gallery room, and the labyrinth will just continue on to uh, perpetually grow and showcase all of these different collections throughout that are on display in your metaverse. And uh, the avatar can walk up and interact or look at the 3D object and check it out, try it on. Um, so I reckon that's a very immersive experience that the showroom will create, which the 2D lit marketplace doesn't currently have. Um, so definitely I'm going to get all of them. Uh, I definitely think that all of them will, will unlock all of these different features and uh, create a more ex immersive experience for not only yourself, but also your community and a way to grow and connect with your community. So uh, these activation passes are also fundamental to just making the most of the country. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's the best to get them all. Hey, you can get the, the full experience. It's clear mm -hmm. from everything we've discussed today that BitCountry is not shy of a challenge. And I know the team have been working really hard around the clock to create this platform that's available to everyone, doesn't discriminate. BitCountry will be a host of metaverse experiences. It will provide the tools and the framework for users to test their limits of their creative and business minds. And the purpose of our alpha testnet is to build a minimal viable product that can be stress tested. So to recap, the features we released recently are material campaign, building with voxel and 3D objects in the sandpit and bunker, customization of avatars, NFT creation and listing um, on the marketplace, and activation passes NFTs. The rollout of our next testnet phase will see new features and we will continue developing new features. But country's main focus now is for um, releasing our testnet to the public and then we will continue to build our platform and we'll change the digital and physical worlds together for the better. And you know the drill. Please like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us.